Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. On this episode, we'll be giving a quick little breakdown of our thoughts and opinions. But first, the intro. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. Um, we forgot to mention last week, we kind of want to talk about a couple returns and debuts. But we forgot to mention last week, Finn Balor's returns to the main roster. Finn Baylor? Finn Balor. The Baylor Club? <laughs> the Baylor Club. <laughs> you got another thing coming, Roman? <laughs> that was actually pretty accurate, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. But I know uh, we didn't acknowledge him last. <laughs> acknowledge him. We didn't talk about him last episode. Um, I think he returned against Sammy, I want to say. And yeah. it was like a shock return. Like it was randomly just Sammy just out talking to the crowd. And then Finn Balor's music hit. And I was like, holy crap, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels weird because like he's been on NXT the entire time. But they didn't I really, feel like I, mean, I really expected him to stay back. there just like Ember Moon. Like I'm not expecting like a main roster call up or anything from Ember. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is where they are now, you know. And when I saw it, I was like, I wonder what their plans are. So I think we forgot to talk about Tony Stone. We had the debuts and the returns. Um, what do you think about Tony Storm's debut? I think she looked great. It was kind of a quick match, which all debut matches are kind of quick. Um, she looked cool, but I almost want her to have like a better finisher, like something more effective. But... You didn't like that that spinning? It's like a sp- almost like a spinning RKO cutter. You didn't like that? That's what she did. Okay, I take it back. I did like it. <laughs> <Maybe I'll see laughs> that sounds kind of dope. I it's like know. she flipped her over just... her shoulder and did like a spinning RKO cutter. Like I liked it. I can't. I think it's called the Storm One, but I can't remember. I think it's called the Storm One. Okay, I take back what I said. But I do feel like the match was very quick. And like I went to go get like a sandwich. I made a sandwich. It came back and the bill rose and it was over. <laughs> and I was like, oh okay, that's cool. I guess. Like shout out to her. Yeah. But I, I have seen her in, in the past before, and I think she was at the uh, WWE Evolution pay per view too. Yeah. So I, I've liked what I've seen from her. I'm hoping that she gets more of a shine, you know, moving forward. And she's not just wrestling like, you know, the lower tier women, but actually like gets to wrestle like Bianca or somebody. Yeah. Um, just kind of elevate her more than just like the average women's wrestler. Cause she could definitely get lost in the sauce if they don't treat her fairly. Yeah. When I saw her opponent was Zelina Vega, I was like a little hesitant. I was like, okay, you know, are they trying to, you know, who are they, who exactly are we trying to put her in the league with? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of do that when I see who somebody is debuting against. But of course, yeah, they they typically do do squash matches when they when they first you know premiere or try to do something like really quick. But mm-hmm. I do wonder how she's gonna like average out on the, on the SmackDown roster. Like, who is she facing exactly? Because I don't think they're gonna take the belt from Bianca anytime soon. And you know, mm-hmm. even if there was a draft and she was on Raw, I don't see them. You know, I don't know what they're doing with Nikki Cross. So I don't know. Yeah, that's. <laughs> We'll get to that too. That was interesting as well. <laughs> um, and I don't even think I wrote it down in the notes. We could talk about that. Yeah, I, I don't know how I felt about Nikki Ash. I think it's great for her, but it one just day felt so quick. Yeah, it was one like day. a one day. We were, ta- we were talking about it the last pay per view. Last time we, we talked about the pay per view, we were talking about Charlotte's title reigns and stuff, mm-hmm. and whether or not 
they mattered. And sure enough, she loses a belt after <laughs> less than like 24 hours. I'm like, bruh, this is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, man. It, I don't know. I just feel like it didn't mean anything. And at least have like Nikki Ash cash in on Rhea Ripley or something. Yeah. Like why why did it have to go to Charlotte just for it to transport over to Nikki Ash a day later? Like I don't I don't understand that. Yeah. It doesn't and, it doesn't validate Nikki anymore to beat a one day champion. Like just because it doesn't. Like it doesn't know. And we already know that Charlotte has bad title reigns, so it's like, what does this even mean? I don't know. It would have looked better to her her beating Rhea and then her and Rhea had this back and forth going on for a while. Like I would have preferred that. Now it's like Charlotte's gonna come out on Raw. And she's gonna be like, "Oh, you, you beat me, but you're not a real champion or something." <laughs> I don't know. I just, I like it, but I don't really care for it at the same time. But I, I, I do want to see it through. I gotta see it through before they, you know, before I start making, you know, a decision on what I think of it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I kind of gotta see where they're going with that. Yeah. Um, I think next, uh, as far as the, did you want to speak on the the Roman and John Cena beef? I did. Uh, how do you feel about it first, though? <laughs> so, so yeah. the Finn, the so I'll I'll talk about it. The Finn Balor thing kind of throws a loop in there for me. You know how mm-hmm. um, John Cena, of course, challenges Roman Reigns. Roman says no, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know Finn later comes out and see Finn issued the challenge, but he didn't exactly say he didn't. I don't think he said SummerSlam. I think he just kind of issued the challenge. He just wanted to fight him. He just wanted title. to fight him for the title. Yeah. So I can't tell if they're going to – like, are they really going to book this match with Roman versus Finn Balor at SummerSlam? I don't think so. I feel like it's going to be probably next Friday or this upcoming Friday for SmackDown. Okay. I can see that because I don't see them going away with the Cena versus Roman idea. Like, well, I, just, I, wasn't, I don't see it. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily thinking they were going away with Cena versus Roman. Yeah. Um, it's just like the way that they could actually do it, you know. I, I could again like SummerSlam is, is like coming soon. So I just couldn't tell like were they gonna say, you know, like okay, Roman says no to Cena. They have the match. I know, hear me out. They had the match with Finn Balor versus um Roman at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and then Cena interferes and causes um Finn Balor to win the WWE championship, and then oh, now wow. Roman has a reason to actually fight John Cena and is not for the title. That's what I was seeing when I watched it. But mm. I could not tell if that's where they were going, or they're just saying, "Hey, next week on Friday Night SmackDown, we're gonna have Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns." You know, I, you know, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I just, I really took it as like maybe next Friday or an upcoming Friday on SmackDown yeah. that Finn would just take out or not take out, but wrestle Roman. That's what I was thinking would happen because um, they didn't really say, like you said, like they didn't really say whether or not it would happen or when it would happen. Um, but I really feel like it might be on SmackDown because I really don't see them like doing away with it like that. Especially because like Roman, he answered them, but didn't really like. They didn't have a, had their face to face yet, and I feel like that's gonna happen soon. And I think they also are doing like the uh, Summer of Cena tour or something like that. Yeah. So I don't see Cena going away. He's definitely gonna be like around every week. So that that summer that summer slam match is definitely happening. I feel like. Yeah, it it, it could definitely happen. Yeah, um, but I like your idea though. Yeah, you like that, but. Uh, I just feel like, I mean, to me, like, so the, the last time that Roman and Cena fought, I can't remember if it was for the WWE championship or not, but I feel like, I I feel like it was. Um, but the biggest problem with like people cheering or booing John Cena is because they don't want him to be WWE champion. (laughs) So I feel like 
if you take away the title and then plus like a lot of people may look and they see like okay john cena is like a movie star he's not gonna have time to fight for the wwe title like he's clearly gonna lose and roman's gonna retain i feel like if you take away the wwe championship and like you put it on finn balor and you know john cena causes roman to lose then that way then the title isn't in the way then it's just legit just roman reigns versus john cena who do you think will win? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like anybody could possibly win. You kind of add like some unpredictability to it. So that's why I, feel I like, like that. Maybe, just maybe, you know, Cena, like he's around a little bit. And then come SummerSlam, some outside interference happens. Cena causes, you know, Roman to lose the title. I think that's happened at one WrestleMania with like with uh, The Rock and, mm-hmm. and Cena before too. So I feel like it's a possibility that something like that will happen. But if not, yeah, definitely some SummerSlam. You know, Roman versus Cena is like the 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 big fight. Yeah, yeah I like that. That is a really good idea. And plus, like, it kind of pretty much like shoots Finn back up to like being this main eventer. That's what I not want. Just being on the lower <laughs> middle card, you know what I mean? Like, it. Yeah. Once he gets that title, and he's gonna hold it for a little bit, but once he gets the title and loses it, eventually, that's gonna make Finn look great because he held the title right after right. coming back from NXT. You know what I mean, right. So and that I like yeah. that. And that's essentially what I want because I'm like, why promote this guy for a week and then have him lose to, to, to Roman the very next week? Like, it just doesn't look good. So I think this makes everybody look good and it still keeps the, the Cena versus uh, Roman fight strong. But I don't know. You True. never know what Vince is thinking, bro. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. He likes to mess around with Finn too. Cena doesn't. Not Cena. But I don't think. I don't think Vince likes Finn like that. I don't think he does either, bro. So he might have Finn lose clean. <laughs> I'll smack down next week. I don't know. He has something against littler guys, like smaller guys. He does not really like for real. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I do like your idea, and I'm almost looking forward to that more so than what I was thinking of. So yeah, that's pretty dope. Speaking of, of Vince, why can't he let NXT talent be great? I feel like Triple H does a good job of packaging these wrestlers. He's built up Karrion Cross. He brought him to the main roster, loses in his debut match. He brings a ricochet, makes him look perfect. And they give him the superhero character. It's kind of weird. <laughs> but, you know, you got Ricochet. He's this perfect superstar. He's exciting to watch. And then he just, they do nothing with him. Yep. You know, they, they brought up him and uh, what's his name? I want to say Tommy End. It was Aleister Black. Aleister Black. They had yeah. them in a tag team for some weird reason, but they look great. But then they did nothing with him. And I just feel like he does a poor job of really booking or just, I guess, understanding NXT talent. Like Keith Lee <laughs> doesn't look too great. But Man, that track, like, the more the more people you name off, yeah. the worse that track record looks, bro. He's done good by some people. I yeah, Samoa Joey kind of has done wrong by a little bit. Yeah. But I feel like with Kevin Owens, he's been he's been great. And like the bigger guys like Drew McIntyre, he's been great. But it feels like with the littler guys or just like the guys that the fans love a lot, he doesn't do a lot with him. And I just I don't know, I wanted to ask, like, what do you why do you think that he doesn't want NXT talent to be great? Because I feel like low key, if I was Triple H, I would be beefing with Vince. Like, yo, what is going on? <laughs> I wouldn't let him. I wouldn't let him touch anybody else, bro. Of course, yeah. I mean it's Vince's company, so it's like, what do you? At the end of the day, what are you gonna be like? No, you can't have him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, like he's my. Is this a bad? Tra- <laughs> is this a really, really bad track record, and it's not getting any better? I feel like Finn would kind of redeem that if he was to actually win the WWE Championship. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Like, kind of give people hope, like the littler guys, but man, mm-hmm. it's just not looking good right now. Yeah. If they bring up somebody else, like if they bring up like Adam Cole, 
And Jafardi changes his theme song. I'm a little worried for Adam Cole. Oh my god. <laughs> No more words. The remix gonna come on, and he go. Low key, I feel like I, low key, I feel like Adam, Adam Cole, Cole. should have came up years ago. Yes, they with I, uh, with undisputed era. Like, yeah, years ago, that was the time. I think when once they did like the whole Survivor Series, including NXT. Exactly, that should have been was the, time. the time. That was the time because they should have had it where NXT like lost the most matches during the night, and then they were so upset that the undisputed era debuted and took out the main roster or something. It just dominated, yeah. Made it like all like Roman and everybody, John Cena. Yeah, but nah. And I feel like you need them as a group. Not that he can't be on his own, but yeah. I feel like you need them as a group because they are a bit undersized, and you don't want <laughs> they're all you don't height. want these guys getting thrown to Sheamus. Like you don't want that. To happen, oh no! Though. Once you or, get thrown to Sheamus, you're losing eight weeks in a row. So. Or just standing next to Sheamus, like <laughs> he's gonna dwarf them, and it's like dang. And that yeah. was a thing for a while too. Like um, the some I saw on the internet like years ago. And it was like, all these NXT wrestlers are great. And so they stand next to Randy Orton or somebody. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, like they're really undersized. And a lot of new wrestlers have been like very shorter on the shorter end, which isn't a problem. Like CM Punk has done well. Daniel Bryan has done well. You know what I mean? Even Sami when you Zane. even when you look at a guy like Bobby Roode, like he looks but they like shorter. standing next to a guy and you're like, okay, he's, he's kind of shorter, you know. Yeah, but I, I don't think it takes away from the, the wrestling style or the credibility. Yeah, right. but I, I do think that sometimes like that kind of plays into it. Like, oh, like how can they be Randy or Randy's like six feet something, and you know, Sheamus is this tall and this big, and I feel like maybe that's what like Vince takes into account. Maybe like is yeah. this believable that this guy could beat this guy? But it's also fake fighting. Like it's like, you know what I mean? And you've pulled the trigger before on smaller guys, so why not do it again? It's a lot of height politics and body politics. I think going on. Yeah, Vince is uh is interesting. <laughs> I'd love to just like talk to him. Like, why do you do this? Like, you have a fascination with big men. Like, what's going on, bro? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, bro. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, um, kind of wanted to move on to some AEW rumors and things that did happen as well. Uh, so Daniel Bryan is rumored to be signed to AEW All Elite Wrestling. They said that he's like 100% inked the contract. I don't know if I believe it just yet. Like. I can't believe it until I see him pop up on Dynamite. Then I'll believe it. You know what I mean? That's, like, yeah. interview. But it, I think it's confirmed that he is pretty much going to be on AEW. What are your thoughts on him? I think that I, I was reading the same thing, and I think I was reading yeah. that um, he's not supposed to be in WWE 2K22 now, um, <laughs> which is crazy. That's like the only news we have for that game, by the way. But they told us <laughs> they're going to give us more information. I was like, are y'all um, making a game? I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. But um, – yeah, I was hearing that he was not going to be in that. I am. I'm also like, until I see him debut, like, it's till, it, until the very day I see him debut, all information is like, eh, you know, give it, mm-hmm. give or take. It could be there. It could, could, may not be. You know what I mean? I would love to see him in, in AEW. I feel like I, I won't say they're missing star power. I'm not saying they're missing star power or anything, but that just makes it that much greater of a company. Like, you have oh one my of the gosh. best wrestlers on the planet. That's that's huge, bro. I couldn't imagine like the match combinations of Kenny Daniel Omega. Bryan versus Kenny. even like him tag teaming with somebody against the Young Bucks. Like I don't know, yeah. that's just gonna be a lot of dope fantasy matchups that you're gonna see, and that might draw a lot of viewers away from WWE, which is kind of scary. Which is probably why they put him in the game too. It's like, nah, but you're not <laughs> you're not making no money from us no more. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think it's dope for him. I think uh, he won more it seems like and it really seemed like from a lot of rumors that i heard that he was very limited at wwe 
even though he was like a writer too, I think like he had a lot of uh, creative direction in the back. I think he just wanted to do way more and wanted to wrestle more. And she's better with Nyla Rose. Um, but I really like the fact that Chavo was with him. It's almost going to kind of make him have more of a serious tone. And I think it'll be dope. Um, also, I'm hoping Chavo doesn't try to like eventually wrestle Andrade because I really don't care for seeing Chavo wrestle <laughs> that much at all. Like, not at all. But I think it's dope that he has somebody that's with him and it's kind of, you know, doing his bidding and talking for him. Yeah, especially during the segment that we were, you know, recently watching, the, the last one that came on. Uh, of course, we were going to talk about the Death Triangle. Mm-hmm. But during that segment, I kind of saw, like, not that it's, like, completely, completely important, but I did kind of see talking as a weaker point for Andrade. Like, yes, it seemed like Chavo had to take the mic to get Andrade's point across because it wasn't necessarily clear. You know what I mean? Yeah, I noticed uh, that, too. <laughs> I noticed that, too. It was, like, it was almost like, like I was saying, it kind of goes on a tangent a little bit. Like, it's like, so what is it that you want right now? Like, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah. What are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> it's like you're so, speaking for a reaction versus speaking to get the point, to get the story across. Yeah. Um, so really interested to see how they pair with them. Um, again, it's not Zelina Vega, but we'll take it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she should have came over, but that's another story. Another story. Yeah, definitely should have came over. That would have been dope, like, to see that continue, like, her being his manager. That'd be dope. Yeah. Um, and then also during that segment, the Death Triangle came out and Andrade was pretty much like, you know, Penta, Ray Phoenix, why are you with, you know, Pac? Like, why are you with him right now? Like, you should be with me. You guys are dope luchador wrestlers. We should all be together. You should be working for me. And I thought that was a really dope segment because I never thought about the fact of them joining him or even Andrade having a faction. Yeah, but I almost want all them two to join and Pac because I feel like Pac's not really doing much in AEW. <laughs> like he's there, he's, he has a star power, but he doesn't do that much besides like do stuff with the Death Triangle. So I feel like it'd be dope to have that kind of faction and they're kind of almost like his henchmen, but they also stand on their own. Um, but yeah, I really like the idea of them doing that. But it's also like, why would you ask them to work for you when you just got here like two or three weeks ago? Like you're not even. Yeah, proven and he was saying, and he was saying, star. when I look at you, I don't see any gold around your waist. It's like, bro, I don't see any gold around your waist either, dog. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got no gold either, fam. And hey, you you didn't really, what to do. You didn't really win gold when using WWE either. So like, yeah. we keep it in the honey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, why should we believe you, fam? That yeah. that's the part that got me. But the I guess like the visual of that and hypothetically like that would be a dope group. Yeah, if they all got together, I would personally I would like to see it minus Pac, but that's just my personal opinion. I do. He too, seems like I he guess... seems like more of a loner to me. I know yeah. we don't want to kick him out because he has nothing to do, but yeah. I would rather him find his own identity and come into his own than to be in a group when it's like, okay, these are three amazing wrestlers, but it seems better to have Andrade as the head of the group. True. That that just makes more sense to me. Yeah. It's like I, I want that too, but I also want something for Pac. That's why I said I wish it was all three of them. Yeah. But the idea of even Ray and Penta joining Andrade would be dope. But I'm just I don't know. I'd be afraid for Pac, but I think it is a good way to kind of see like, okay, what can he do on his own when he doesn't have a group with him? Yeah. So I get it. I get it. So lastly, I kind of wanted to touch on. I feel like this is a longer podcast. And yes. <laughs> uh, lastly, I wanted to touch on Seth Rollins and Edge. They had a promo because I know. Edge really wanted to address Seth because <laughs> he messed up his tight opportunity. And at this point, if I was Edge, and he seemed like he was kind of upset, but I would be really, really upset. Like, I keep having these opportunities to get this WWE Universal title, and people keep interfering with my chance. 
Right. And I, I'm so happy that they're having him pair with us. I think that's a dope visual of just them two wrestling together. But I'm also like, man, like, when is he going to eventually get his title? And I feel like it's going to be a payoff when he does get it. But it's like, man, when is he eventually going to win the title? You know what I mean? Almost was like it's going to be like they're going to make you wait till Mania or something. Probably, yeah. And it's they like those payoff. big payoff type storybook ending type things. So I'm like, sometimes I can tell when somebody's just not going to win the championship for a really <laughs> long time. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, I really wanted to just kind of talk about the segment too. That promo they had, the exchange, we're going to talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> Towards yeah. the end, because we know what the plans are now. But I think initially I was like, why do they bring him back? Like, what is this? So, but we know we'll talk about the later, we'll talk about the later. But I guess to get to another set of returns and debuts, there's a bunch of returns and debuts last week. It was pretty wild. I was pretty excited. Um, with the return of Keith Lee. I was most disappointed about yeah. <laughs> Keith Lee's return. I swear, like, because like sometimes I just look at the clock just to see how long matches were. Keith mm-hmm. Lee lost in about it was like maybe five and a half minutes, and I was like yeah, I don't even understand why you even bring him back in that fashion if you're gonna just have him lose like that. Like they should have saved that for for somebody totally different. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. Like they made him look super weak, <laughs> and yeah. it's like Bobby never does an open challenge. So I was like, this got to be somebody good. Like, and I was thinking it's gonna be Brock the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's what I I just want Brock versus Bobby right now, like right now. Right. But um, I was thinking it was gonna be Brock Lesnar the whole time, and then Keith Lee came. I was like, okay, this is cool. But I'm like, no, he's he's not about to get be. squashed. Out I was here. like, I was like, but he's not gonna be Bobby. Bobby's on fire right now. <laughs> like, right, right. And I instantly knew like, oh, they're just feeding. Where they're feeding Keith Lee to him. And I just, I don't know if it made me feel bad for Keith Lee because he's been gone this entire time with, I guess, his quote unquote injury that I feel like they would, they should have brought him back in a better way because fans like him. Even though Vince doesn't like him, fans like Keith Lee. He's over. With so why not him. just put him in a good spot? But yeah. you could tell like Vince just kind of wanted to build Bobby up some more. But that's, that's, that's at least a little bit better. I mean, <laughs> still bad, but um, what's the name from NXT that came up? Uh, Cross. Carrying cross. cross, man. He it would. I his match was literally like a minute and fifty eight seconds. That was it. And they're introducing him as the NXT champion. Mm-hmm. He's the NXT champion, and he loses to Jeff Hardy with like a roll up, a leveraged roll up in, in less than two minutes. It just makes the entire brand look bad, bro. It looks super bad. And I thought when I saw him come out the NXT title and they announced him as NXT champion, <laughs> I merely thought of Keith, uh, not Keith Lee, Kevin Owens when he came up from. Yeah, and took the US. Yeah. And I was like, oh crap, like the last person that came with the NXT title looked pretty strong, you know, going into their debut. And that was not the case with Karrion Cross. <laughs> <laughs> and they've been showing vignettes of this man for weeks. Like right. for weeks, I'm gonna come and change time, whatever he says. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be dope. Like they're really treating him like he's gonna be like the next Kevin Owens or like this important NXT superstar that came to the main roster. And he just looked weak, and he lost to Jeff Hardy. Well, not saying Jeff Hardy is somebody that's bad to lose to, because Jeff Hardy should be beating people like that, because it's, it's Jeff Hardy. Yeah, but like they haven't done the best job of building Jeff Hardy up, so I felt like that was kind of it. Didn't make sense. I don't know if it's because like Jeff Hardy brought back his song "No More Words," and yes, they funny. wanted to capitalize on that. And I love that song, bro. I know. I know. <laughs> and I know. Then, we'll talk about the song later, though. But he brought back the song, and I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. But I was like, why do they have Jeff go over? But I guess now they're going to build it to where Karrion Cross just wants to take out Jeff Hardy. So, I don't know. I was actually seeing somewhere earlier that Jeff actually – he was supposed to make an appearance somewhere, but I think he got COVID. Oh, yeah, I seen that recently so, too. So, really, I mean, they brought 
cross up for that one match, and you know, that was like you can't do anything with Jeff Hardy for two weeks. It's like, why did you even bring that guy up? Like, yeah, it doesn't, it just looks bad. Yeah, that sucks for him though. Like, he can't even get the revenge on Jeff because he has now. It's yeah. like Karen Cross is pretty much going to be like attacking people until Jeff Hardy comes back. Either that, or they'll probably. They'll probably like freeze Karrion Cross for a minute and not have him on Raw. And then once Jeff comes back, they'll just probably have Karrion Cross attack him or something after a match. I can see that happening. In my in my mind, in my mind, he should have went to SmackDown. You know, like true. I just feel like SmackDown is like that landing opportunity where you establish yourself, and then Raw is where your character goes to die. Like they built <laughs> yeah, up Bobby much. Roode on SmackDown. He was a big deal uh, on SmackDown, oh and sent him to Raw, and it's like okay, he's gonna lose to Sheamus or something like that every single week, like. Raw is kind of where your career goes to die. They should not have fed him directly to uh to Raw. Like yeah, just nah. Yeah. That just that made him look really bad. I, that wasn't a good start for Karrion Cross, but we'll see what happens. You know, he might be able to redeem himself from it, but I just don't think that was the best look for him. Um, and then I think Goldberg, I don't think Goldberg made a return as well, um, uh, which I was not excited about at all. I think this was right after Keith Lee. Yeah. And it kind of almost like foreshadowed to make Keith Lee's return me look like nothing, pretty much. It did. It did. <laughs> it should not have. It sh- I know they were going big, like they wanted the fans are back. They wanted to be like a big show, like all right, this is like the Raw after Mania, like okay, this is a big thing. But they almost did too many returns to where, like, especially with Keith Lee and Goldberg, where it's like, okay, well, people probably forgot all about Keith Lee returning as soon as Goldberg came on. Mm-hmm. So like, why even do that in the exact same week? That that wasn't a good look. Yeah, that completely overshadowed Keith Lee, and that I don't know. Just it lets you know like what they think of Keith Lee and what they're gonna do with him moving forward. Like they're not gonna do anything with this man. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna get the Apollo Cruise treatment until like he changes his character and does a stereotypical character, and then maybe he'll get a push or something. But right now, Please it's not looking too good. Please don't wish that on that man. <laughs> he'll come out like, "What, what did you think you jive turkey?" That's gonna be his next character. <laughs> no. He's gonna be like a pimp or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It was interesting, by the way, it's interesting seeing fans uh, react to Apollo's uh, speech or whatever on SmackDown, like, surely, like, I don't know. Yeah, Um, they're like, nah, this ain't it, bro. This ain't it, like, bro, we've heard you before, like, this this still isn't it. This is not your speaking voice. Yeah, so it is, I mean, but it is interesting to see how they're going to do certain gimmicks going forward, like the Alexa thing. I noticed when they did the Alexa playground, it Mm. wasn't, like, in front of the fans. They did it where they had shot it backstage, and they just, like, played it on the screen or something when Alexa was doing the Alexa playground with um what's the name Dewdrop in um I don't forgot her name oh well so even Marie even Marie sorry yeah she doesn't wrestle um when they were doing the <laughs> she thing, does not when they were doing the thing with Eva Marie and Dewdrop in their own Alexa's playground normally you know before they brought the crowds back they would just do that in the middle of the stage or on the front mm-hmm. of the stage but i could tell like that is not something you can do in front of a live audience like they would just straight up boo that for five minutes if they had the opportunity to yeah. so it's just interesting how they're going to do certain gimmicks and things like that going forward just seeing how the crowd would react to it you know? yeah i'm hoping that this kills a lot of bad gimmicks like they notice like okay this isn't working and they yeah. stop doing it yeah. And maybe with like the crowd being back, they can make Alexa's character more realistic as far as the voodoo she does. <laughs> like maybe it'll kind of be more in that Bray Wyatt tone, even though I don't want to compare it to Bray Wyatt. Yeah. But maybe it'll that. be a little more realistic to where, like, okay, I can believe this versus like lights blacking out, she changes her clothes, and then she makes people move, wear her hands. Like, I don't know. I just 
maybe it'll kind of make them uh, take it more seriously. Hopefully, yeah, she's doing the type of stuff that makes wrestling look stupid. Um, yeah, makes it look dumb. <laughs> it's why kids get bullied. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yo, but speaking of reactions, I know it's kind of out of turn, but uh, I know we were going to talk about the SmackDown Rolling Loud. Mm-hmm. Um, I did you see all the memes and stuff on Twitter? I did. <laughs> Listen, like there was one where it was like uh, music fans coming to a music festival to see music artists, but instead they get a wrestling show, yeah. and it was just a meme of them being like, "What? Like, what is this?" <laughs> I felt so bad for those fans, like, and I think they piped in like fake crowd noises and everything. They definitely did. Like... Or they either used the current crowd that was watching. I felt just oh. as bad for the crowd in Cleveland watching it because it's like you came to see a, a live wrestling show and here they are they're doing it at Rolling Loud and you're just watching it on the screen again like you could have did that at home I was like <laughs> dang what are the fans doing for like 20 minutes here they're just watching it like us that, that sucks and it was weird too because like they made it seem like okay Smackdown's gonna be from two separate events but literally they were at the Rolling Cloud Rolling Loud thing for like maybe 20-30 minutes of the show and the rest was on yeah TV on SmackDown, like regular SmackDown. Right. So I was like, what's the point of even doing that if you're not going to do it all the way? <laughs> like, right. that didn't make sense. Like, I was like, oh, are they going to queue back to Rolling Loud? Or is, was that it? Was it just those two matches? Like, it didn't have that special feel I think they were going for. Granted, I do like the attempt of them trying to appeal to a wider audience. But I feel like at a music festival, that's like more so inspired by Smoky Weed. <laughs> that's what Rolling Loud <laughs> is. Like, why? Well, whose idea was this to do that? But I, I do just, like the idea of wrestling at a festival. It'd I do. Cool. It would be cool if, like, in the future, maybe at a SummerSlam or WrestleMania, they do that kind of stage setup for real wrestling fans. So they do a yeah. festival for wrestling fans, or like WrestleMania is a festival, and they have it like set up like a concert. I like that idea because it's like you're really going to get your real reactions out of real fans. But I really don't like, you know, just doing it because really, realistically, it's going to be a bunch of fans there that want to see Wale perform. Or future or Kendrick Lamar, and they're like, "What is it like? Who is this John Cena coming out?" Like, I don't know. It's just it's weird. But and yeah, and like the thing about it was like I felt as soon as I heard like Wale call up the Street Profits, and I listened and watched the fans' reaction, I was like, "Oh no! <laughs> if this is the Street Profits, the way they're there, they're, the crowd is reacting to the Street Profits. Right. Wait till you bring out Otis and Chad Gable, who they've definitely never heard of. Like, they don't know these people. They don't know these people. And like that's what I'm saying. Like if if Wale was like bringing out The Rock or something like that, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it'd have been different. Like it was like, oh, everybody knows who The Rock is, or everybody knows who Stone Cold Steve Austin is. But you're bringing out people that only people who watch the current product would even know who they are. So Facts. that's why I'm like, that's why it was like destined. It was doomed from from the jump. Yeah, like maybe like just just watching their reaction, I'm like, yo, that's the hottest tag team on SmackDown. Like they're fit on. Hey, I don't like them. And even when <laughs> Bianca came out, Bianca came yeah. out. Like, it's, it's a black woman. You know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking everybody saw the thing on ESPN and like all the headlines, but like, right? She just it's not as big. Like you know? Yeah, it's like they. I don't know. Just I felt like they did know that they were coming to see SmackDown. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I I saw on Twitter they said like people were chanting for Playboy Cardi because he was supposed to come out and perform uh, and they were like where's playboy cardi where's cardi and i'm like dang they have to watch wrestling i love wrestling personally but not everybody likes wrestling yeah. like that and i just i felt bad for those fans <laughs> they were yeah. dead they were like what is this right now what's going on i don't understand what's going on right now <laughs> yeah if you just imagine you're supposed to watch the nba finals at your house like at a party or something and somebody just put on wrestling and they're like wait what am i what 
this is not what I came for. <laughs> no, we watch a SummerSlam, blood. It's a SummerSlam. Right now, I'm like, <laughs> what is SummerSlam? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's good, good idea, but like really, really bad yeah. execution. If you don't have if you don't have fans that are actually there to watch wrestling, yeah. It's yeah. It's not gonna work itself out. So I feel like now he has more freedom to do that. I think that's beautiful. And it doesn't seem like he'll have to wrestle as much either, being at AEW. So I think that's gonna be really dope. I'm excited for him. Yeah. I was gonna say same thing. What do you heard about the the CM Punk talks and everything? Yeah, um, so I, that one. See that. So that one to me mm-hmm. is seems even more of a stretch. I don't know yeah. why. It's yeah. just like you know, like because if CM Punk wanted to, he could have you know signed with WWE. I don't even know if CM Punk wants to wrestle. Period. So right, I don't know because people have asked him about wrestling, and he's just like kind of focused on the MMA thing. So mm-hmm. that I I don't know. Yeah, I know he's like an actor now too, and I think he might have just worked on a movie or he's working on a movie right now. And I don't really see it. Like he always seems like he's really burnt out from wrestling when I see him in interviews. Yeah. Like he's like, I hate talking about this. You can see it in his face. <laughs> like he hates it. You know what I mean? And everybody's like, come back, come back. And like, could you imagine like leaving your job seven years ago? And like every time you see somebody, they ask you why you left your job seven years ago. And if you're coming back, like that's a lot to, you know what I mean, right. to deal with. Um, but I think it would be dope if they did pull it off and he returned and he actually wants to wrestle. Just thinking about, you know, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk sharing a ring together again. That would be dope. Them versus the Young Bucks would be dope. You know what I mean? Um, so I think if they pull it off, it'd be beautiful. But I, I think that one's a little more far-fetched. Like, I really have to see it on TV. Yeah, so a lot of people it. were mentioning a Chicago show that um, AEW has a plan soon. I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? Like, again, that's one of those things you have to see it if it's not, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. His yeah. seems way more of a stretch. Like I can see Daniel Bryan signing like tomorrow, but his seems way more of a stretch. Just because I always felt like he hated wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Even when he was wrestling, it felt like he hated wrestling. <laughs> like you don't like this, bro. Like you're just really good at it, but you don't like it. But sure it's- enough, they're still they're still chanting CM Punk, bro. You will still hear CM Punk chants like. And I'm like, yo, if this man wanted to be back, he would be back. So he would have came back. <laughs> he would have been came back. Like we'll we'll see. I don't know. Stop messing up other people's matches, chanting this man's name. Still, like, <laughs> let it go. He left seven or eight years ago, bro. Like, right, let it go. He's not coming back, man. They yeah. still chant. That's crazy. Um, so I, I think more AEW news I want to kind of to touch on. Um, Chavo Guerrero made his debut. I'm really excited for the fact that Andre Andrade is gonna have a mouthpiece because there yes. are times where like I feel like his English isn't super clear, which isn't an issue either. But there are times where, like, he kind of, like, goes on a tangent when he speaks English. And I'm happy that he has a voice piece now and somebody that kind of to carry him. Because I almost was worried that it was going to be Vicky Guerrero. And I would have hated him and Vicky Guerrero together. I don't think that would have been a good combination. And at first I was like, I hate Seth on the mic. I don't really care for Seth. His voice is whining. He's going to do that laugh. But he was, like, really, really good in the segment. Like, he did a a really good job of being, like, the supervillain almost to Edge's, like, almost, like, fallen hero gimmick yeah. almost that was a dope dynamic between the two of them i really enjoyed that promo in that segment and there was a second or a few seconds where he was talking about edge's injury and this is the first time like i've heard somebody mention the fact that he's been gone because his injury and the fact that he's wrestling there's a chance that he could hurt himself you know what i mean and i think yeah. it, it sounds better coming from seth because seth has accidentally injured people before yes. so it's like seth could possibly hurt his like you know what i mean <laughs> That, I don't know. That was just so dope to me. I don't know what you thought of it, but that was so dope. It is. It was. I actually liked that segment. That was probably one of my favorite segments of SmackDown. I watched it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, 
I typically don't like Seth's promos. Yeah. But I do like the villain he's becoming. He's almost becoming like, especially with these suits, he's the almost suits, becoming yeah. like the Joker or something like that, but SmackDown. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say the Joker. But yeah, he's kind of got Yeah, yeah I know the, the comparison, you know, whatever. But he does low key seem like he's like becoming the Joker or something like that. You know, High key. I like that for him, though. It's better than like the gimmick he had before of being like the Messiah and. Everybody praise me. Yeah. Everybody praise me. Now it's just like I'm Seth Rollins and I'm a douche, like pretty much. So something somehow, somehow I feel like maybe Seth does win the title. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, I don't know if it's a Finn Balor. I don't know who's gonna get the title, but I feel like Seth could get it, and then eventually it's again, it's Seth versus is but with a title involved you know what i mean like this could mm-hmm. actually go places just because the title isn't in the feud right now doesn't mean it won't eventually be in there you know yeah somebody could get it it could become like a triple threat match but edge will always somehow be slightly around the wwe championship title picture because i don't feel like they just brought him back just to have feuds like main car feuds but not for the championship i feel like he's destined to somehow win that championship in a year or be in the title picture yeah it would be crazy if Edge won the Rumble again. Like, that would be wild. <laughs> if he managed to win again and got the title, I'm like, yo, like, he's destined to do it. I can see them doing something like that, but I also see a new star kind of winning it, too. I need a new um, star, bro. Yeah, a new star. Um, But I do see Edge eventually getting the title. And I like, man, I like the idea of, like, maybe Finn taking the title off of Roman and then you got Roman, not not Roman, but you got Finn versus Edge, or you know Finn versus somebody else. And Finn versus Edge versus Seth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eventually, Edge does get it, but it's not directly from Roman. It's just someone else. But he eventually does get the title. I would yeah. like that idea. That'd be I dope. Like that. Yeah. We'll um, see what the what's what's in Vincent's head. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I wish we was writers in the back. You know what I mean? Right, man. I Writing wish. the show. Yeah. We probably get all our stories rejected though. <laughs> <laughs> get fired the first week. It's Vince. So yeah. Yeah. get fired the first week because we didn't put a big man over, but you know. <laughs> He's uh, too short. <laughs> well, that was another episode of the Awful Wrestling Podcast. Please do remember we can't complain because we told you it was awful from the jump. That's all for wrestling podcast. Peace. See y'all next time. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe. Episode, be sure to subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Also, follow us on Instagram at Off Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Off Wrestling One. We also accept donations. <laughs> <laughs>